Clip Talk, new episode starts now. Welcome one, welcome everybody to another edition of the Look and Talk podcast. Happy Easter, if I haven't told y'all already. Happy Easter. This is how I'm spending Easter, y'all, doing these podcasts, um, because we got to keep putting up content. Y'all already know what it is. This is your man holding it down here in the great state of Florida. I'm your man, B. Jones. And joining me today is the host of the Wu Child Chronicles, Miss Cubana Kiss. How you doing today? What's up, B? And happy Easter. I appreciate you for joining me on your Easter. Thank you for having me. Happy Easter. Uh, that's not a problem. So tell me about the Wu Child Chronicles. So the Wu Child Chronicles is just me being who I am and giving my input on different things that's going on within hot topics, within politics, and also interviewing um, small business owners, black business owners, um, bloggers, vloggers, independent artists, everybody. That's real. So what made you want to get started with this podcast? Because I see you hosted another podcast a um, little while ago. So what made you want to venture off and be on your own? Yeah, so I'm actually still doing that podcast, which is um, Two Girls, One Mike. But um, I actually went to um, Columbia College for radio broadcasting. So radio just kind of flows through my blood. It's just easy for me. Um, so I just figured why not have my own show outside of two girls one mic so that i can give more of a, a sketchy opinion of who i am oh so so who's the person you think that is not portrayed in the um two girls one mic podcast i think that i am um with that podcast i have to give my opinion on certain topics and kind of scale it back a little bit which people who know me personally be like you seem kind of standoffish or not standoffish but like um more um I don't even know the word I'm looking for I'm more to myself or kind of kind of hold it in I guess hold it in a little bit but in reality I am like no hold bars no filter say exactly what I want to say how I want to say it and very unapologetic about it and sometimes with two girls, one mic, I have to, um, I have to curve that a little bit because of the content that we put out. Oh, so that's why? Because I feel like if you're producing content, you should just be yourself no matter what. Yeah, that's true. But you also have to cater yourself to your audience. Oh, I got you. I got you. I yeah. feel you. So you feel yourself have to cater to audience. And I also understand you're a radio personality as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, in my undergrad years, years ago, I was uh, a radio broadcast major, and that's what I got my degree in, and I interned with radio stations here in Chicago, and um, that's just something that just became so easy to me. I never really realized how much personality I had until I got into radio. That's real. I, I, told, I totally relate to you, because I t- remember taking radio broadcasting classes when I was at FAMU, and um. That's kind of what got me into podcasting, so I could definitely relate. So yeah. you're looking to bring a little of that flavor to your own podcast? Yeah, give a little bit of give a little bit of who that that person was back back in those years, <laughs> back into the podcast world. Because sometimes I think when we listen to some podcasts, it's so scripted and thought out, and it's not it's not as organic as radio is. 
Yeah, well, I'm gonna be honest with you. A lot of I listen, I look and talk a lot. We're not as scripted as y'all think. We're like very raw and more like the radio. So just go ahead and be you. Feel free to be yourself. <laughs> less, say less. <laughs> so tell me, how you been doing during this whole quarantine up there in Chicago? You know what? Um, it's still cold here. So, so, so it's just like we in the house anyway, unless we really going somewhere that's inside to sit down. Um, the bigger issue for myself is that um, February through like May is a heavy birthday season um, for the people that I'm around. And it starts off with my sons and my son and ends up with my um, sisters in May. So by like March, it's brunch season in Chicago. We have rooftop parties and day parties. And those are things that we are missing out on right now. Um, but other than that, it's still like 50 degrees here. It's cold. We had a couple warm days, so we really just been in the house. Stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I think I think everybody across the country has just been in the house stuck because of this damn quarantine. Mm-hmm. And you, you understand why, but it's like, man, come on. Because I've been hearing rumblings that it may last until the summertime. I'm like, okay. Yeah. This ain't good because... I think I wanted to come up to Chicago. I think there was some kind of podcast convention I saw. I don't know when it was, but um, there was sometime in Chicago. I think I saw it. That's what it was. So I wanted to come up there for that. But now I'm like, goodness, I don't know if that's still going to go down. Yeah, they canceled all big events here. Um, and then on top of that, on top of that, um, I wanted to go to the podcast convention in uh, Houston or Dallas or wherever it was down in Texas. And that's canceled as of right now because they don't know what's going on. So it was just like a big mess. Yes, it is just a big mess. And everybody has a certain way of feeling about it. Now, I do want to give a shout out to a brother in Mississippi I did a show with. He said it's good because maybe it could just take give Mother Nature a break, you know what I'm saying, from all the heavy congestion and stuff. I so. agree with that. Um, I'm kind of like a nerd. And some of the, the things that I've been reading and watching is that, like, China, for instance, everybody know they're a huge, huge country. And then as far as, like, population, they're, like, the biggest. And with that, they have all the po- pollution. Majority of our pollution comes out of China. Well, they were closed. They closed down all their plants and everything, I believe, in January. And NASA released pictures over them. And it's literally like the Earth is healing itself. Yeah, that that's the one good thing about because I saw pictures of, of LA as well. The same yeah. thing. It looked like it's just healing. So I said, God damn, I didn't realize how, how much people be really messing this all up. It's crazy. Right? And then on top of that, I think it was like India, you could see the mountains that you weren't able to see before. It's just like maybe God was like, hey, y'all need to sit down somewhere. Yeah, maybe we need to sit down somewhere. I definitely <laughs> agree with that. Um, and then I've also heard some conspiracy rumblings that they needed some kind of distraction so that way they can install 5G towers. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, but... I disagree with that just because 184 countries actually have the coronavirus out of those 184 five of those countries have um 5g towers so like that doesn't make sense it it don't make sense when i saw it i'm like it don't that don't make sense because if it was really that important they would just go ahead and install it they wouldn't need no damn distraction like a coronavirus that's actually killing people it's crazy i don't know why 
people feel that way. I do think it's politically based, though. I just find it very ironic that it's happening all around the same time as our election uh, period and all of that stuff. I do think that it's something there as far as us just having like a very um, interesting president. But nonetheless, I do think it's serious. I have friends who are losing family members because of this virus. People have been hospitalized, I don't know, because of this virus. So it's like, we really do need to take it serious and just chill out yes. with the 5G stuff, because I think that's crazy. Yeah, I think that's crazy. So I definitely feel like people just need to chill out, because you definitely lose losing family members, definitely losing nurses and doctors yes. and stuff. Even people in the prisons and stuff, it's like they're doing their time for the crime. They don't I mean, they deserve to die because I've heard that as well. Yeah. Um, I know here in Chicago, it's been like a huge um, protest and they've been um, making petitions um, to get these prisoners released, which I don't agree with. I believe that if you're in there for like murder, you'll ask them to stay in jail. But um, I do think that they should give them the supplies that they need to be able to survive something like this. So if that means giving them hand sanitizer, which we typically wouldn't give an inmate, we need to do those things. We need to make sure they're social distancing as best as possible in there as well. I do think those things need to happen. Yeah, I, I definitely feel you on that, on that point. Um, that social distancing, it, it's gone crazy with it. And some people still don't abide by it. I, I was in the grocery store the other day. I'm like, I have people walking up on me. I'm like, don't y'all know that this damn social distancing? Come on now, help me out here. Man, but you know what? It's so funny because I'm one of those people that I don't like people walking up on me in general, mainly because I'm probably probably because I'm from Chicago. But you got to give me some space because I always think somebody's trying to like rob me or something. So back up anyway. So this social distancing wasn't the bad part for me. I think mostly being in the house without the option to go outside and do stuff has been more difficult than anything else. Yeah, honestly, I think for me, yeah, it, it does feel like that. But uh, I know people here, they still going out anyway, but it's, they're still, nobody's really enforcing it like other countries. Are. Do you know in other countries, they're actually shooting people for leaving their house? Hey, you got to do what you got to do. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, stay in the house. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> but no, I don't think people should die. I do think, but you also have to think that other countries have... um way stricter rules than we do and how they how they govern their people is completely different than how we govern ours over here yeah that's definitely that's definitely real so what can people expect from your podcast so um my goal with the podcast actually is the youtube series as well so um my goal is to give people the opportunity who necessarily wouldn't have it are small business owners, our black business owners. Um, the opportunity to have a platform to talk about their businesses and give people um, and give people suggestions and ideas on how they can grow their business. Um, and then also, I feel like they get lost in the whole like, oh, I'm a small business, oh, I'm a black owned business, and they get lost in the in the mix of people being like, I don't like supporting black owned business because of whatever reason. I don't go to small buzz business owners because of whatever reason. It kind of gives them a platform to talk about those stereotypes and give them the opportunity to show people like, hey, you really should support us because as of right now, these big businesses look like they're getting ready to tank. And the small business owners can actually come out very successful out of this pandemic. Yeah. 
So let's let's talk a little about that stereotype. Why do you feel like a lot of us black folks don't support our own businesses? I think because, and this is my own personal opinion, but I think because people have in their head that um, when you're getting something from somebody who looks like you, that you should get a discount or that you don't have to pay full price or whatever the case is. And I've, I've heard quite a few times people like, oh, I don't get great customer service and I don't get this. And I'm like, but you still go to Walmart and Walmart customer service be trash and you still go in there and you still shop. So don't say that you had one bad experience and make that be the reason that you don't shop at black owned businesses. Um, in my personal opinion, I typically shop at black owned businesses if I can. So for example, um, I get my nails and my feet done every two weeks and I go to a black girl. I just refuse to go to any other shop. The shop is black owned and my nail tech is black. And um, the customer service I receive there is 10 times better than the customer service I was receiving at those other shops. And so I just think that that's an excuse for people just to not be able to, to, to say that they don't do it. I just think it's an excuse. Yes, I definitely agree with you there. And if I if I knew any black owned nail techs here in Tampa, Florida, I definitely would be there because I'd be definitely to support my barbershops. They be they be tight and they be cool with it. So it's like and you can't say not all black establishments have that for customer service. Cause another thing I've heard of is people complaining about the price and stuff, but you don't see it from the angle of the business owner who they probably getting that product at a more expensive rate exactly. just because they're black. Exactly, exactly. I never asked for discounts. I have so many friends who have um businesses, shout out to them. And they um they know I'm not asking for a discount. And sometimes I can tell that they've given me a discount. I will pay them what I was budgeting to pay already. So if you've given me a discount on some t-shirts that I wanted made and I noticed like, oh, you know, she only charged me a hundred dollars for however many shirts, but I was budgeting 150, I'm sending you to 150. Like that's just what it is because I don't want you to think that I'm taking advantage of the fact that we're friends. I understand this is how you feed your families. This is how you pay your bills. So I want you to be able to do that. That's that's definitely real. I think m- most of us people need to have that better mindset of let me support this business because this is how you feed your family and not looking for the damn discount. And it's sad to see that too. But so many people be like, hey, can I get a discount? I know even when I had like a, I was doing credit repair for a brief period of time, I had people come to me like, hey, can I get it on a discount rate? I can't. No. You're right. Exactly. Help me out. Yeah, no, you're hurting me. Exactly. I don't give discounted rates, even when I host events. And people are like, oh, can you host this event? I let them know up front, listen, it is a charge. I charge to host events. This is what's going on. And there is no discount. Like, I can't give you a discount. If I give you a discount, I can't pay the the fees that come with me servicing and servicing, giving you this service. And that's what people don't get. Yeah. So why do you feel like a lot of people don't just don't get that fact of, you can't get the discount. I think that, like I said, I think it's just the like, oh, you look like me. Oh, we're both black. Like, we from the same hood. You should be able to help me. And I don't think they understand, like, no, you should be helping me. You're helping me by coming to me to get this service. So I really think that's just what it is. I, I definitely feel you on that. Um, it's sad that's how it is. Now, on the flip side, mm-hmm. how do you feel like black businesses can improve in general? I think that um, 
I think that black businesses, I know the ones that I know need to understand the power of social media. Um, I think that a lot of the times that our our network is the, the network that we see every day and that we don't understand that if I have five friends and those five friends purchase something from me or have a great experience with me and then they go and share it on Facebook, maybe five of their Facebook friends are now reach out to me. And now those five friends have a new network. And so I don't think that um, black business owners and, and small business owners as well um, are understanding that aspect of it. They just kind of be like, I don't care if you leave a negative review. Well, you should, because if they leave a negative review, this could affect your bottom line. Yes. Why don't they realize that sometimes them negative reviews that people be reading into that stuff, people be seeing them tweets, people see the social media posts, and when they're evaluating businesses, people check that stuff. Why don't they think that that people are not going to check it? I'm not sure why they think that. The funny part about it is, like, I don't think they think from a consumer point of view, right? They think from a business point of view. As a business point of view, I have to make this amount of money to ensure that I make a profit because I spent X amount of money on doing whatever. But um, what they need to understand is from a consumer point of view, like if I'm looking to purchase something or use someone's services, I'm doing all the research. I'm looking at Yelp reviews. I'm looking at Facebook reviews. I'm doing all of that. And so I don't think a lot of the times that business owners look from that point of view. They don't realize that that social media aspect can kill a business quick. I mean, look at Wells Fargo. They have to do a whole marketing change, and that's a huge business. They had to do a whole marketing change after that whole fiasco with them opening up them accounts and all of them own them people names. Yes, that is definitely true. And I feel like a lot of businesses, they don't have a PR staff to talk to them about these things. So I feel like a lot of Black-owned businesses maybe need to invest on the PR side to help their bottom line. Yeah, that's and that's another thing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Look at the Look at Talk podcast. This is the exclusive series. I'm going one-on-one with Miss Cubana Kiss, the host of the Wu Child Chronicles. So what made you finally decide now is the time to go ahead and get started with this podcast? So I've actually been planning and um, looking at different aspects of my podcast since about January, maybe February. And I started making Mm -hmm. my plan and I started thinking about how can I succeed further in my broadcast career? And so I was like, you have to branch off. Like, I love Two Girls, One Mic, and that's still something that I definitely do and I take serious. But I knew I had to branch off to to get to where I wanted to get to as far as my goals and things that I wanted. So um, my birthday is actually this month. And so I was like, what better month to do it than your birthday month, girl? So get your shit together and let's go. And so that's just kind of what happened. Well, first of all, happy early birthday. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and I'm sorry that it's during this time of quarantine, because I, I knew some March um, birthdays. I had a friend of mine that celebrated April birthday. Me and him I, I just had to go hang out at his house, because um, everything's shut down here. No bars, no nightclubs. Everything's just shut down. So I'm like, I'm really feeling bad for y'all that yeah. y'all can't really experience a real turn up or travel or something for your birthday man because i'm a travel queen but i will say that uh, my friend her birthday was last month and to think outside the box or to be creative is the best time right now because we having zoom virtual hours 
Zoom birthday parties. We actually had a um, Zoom birthday party for her and two of her other friends who actually had March birthdays. And they had a DJ on the Zoom um, chat. We had shots. So we had alcohol. Everybody had their drinks. And I mean, we turned up like the next day I woke up like, did I go to a club? Because I was so tired. I was like, why am I so tired? Like I was really out and about dancing. But I just was on Zoom having fun with my friends. And like it was a good way to still have that, still be social distancing. But still have a way to to communicate and re- you know um, have that bond with people as well. Hey, that's definitely real because I've been seeing a lot of that the turn up or turn ups on Zoom, the IG turn ups. Yes, and they've been killing it the live the live battles. Yes, did you see the battle between T Pain and Lil John? So I haven't watched any of the battles just because I don't have the um I don't have the um patience for those battles. Mainly you don't have the patience for those. <laughs> no, nah, because I'd be mad. Like, why he didn't play this song? So I just don't watch it. I have to watch it later. Uh, I didn't watch that one. However, I did tune in to the um, DJ. What was his name? Where everybody was at his um, on his IG live, like Obama and Oprah and Michelle and all of them was like, I was oh, Toy Lanes. No, no, no. It was a DJ. What is his name? I can't think of his mm-hmm. name. It's gonna come to me later, but he was a DJ, um, and he pretty much was like house party DJ, which you know is heavy music here in Chicago. We love house music here, and so he was on there, and I mean, all of the celebrities was on there, so it was just kind of cool. So it was like I went to a party last night with Michelle Obama. I don't know what you did, but that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of us not in Chicago, what you, what you, what would you say is house music? House music is like, okay, so you're in Florida. Hmm. I don't know how to even explain. Do you know what go-go music is? I remember what go-go music is because I remember going to fam. I meet some people at DC and drums and stuff. Yeah, It's similar to that. It got that same up-tempo beat. It's like black techno. Ooh, black techno. That's, That's it. It's like black techno where it's like real upbeat um, very upbeat music and you know the bass and the, the drums and everything is so dope oh that's real because you, you know I'm down south right so you know how we do down south it's crazy down here yeah. so heavy, I got like heavy drums right. heavy drums y'all would love it <laughs> that's what's up That that's definitely what's up um, I, I guess I have to come up to Chicago and check that out um <laughs> So, what's some other big spots about Chicago that people need to check out as well? Because you, you're actually the second person um, I've had from Chi-Town. I had these um, ladies of the Coffeeology podcast. Oh, okay. That was like episode 90. Mm-hmm. Um, they're up in Chicago as well. They told me a little about, about all the good coffee spots in Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a huge coffee drinker. I'm that. I'm the, the Starbucks girl. That's about most you're going to get up out of me. But uh, <laughs> 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 that's about it. But... um. Here in Chicago, like I said, I'm a brunch person. I love brunch. So we go to Fremont, which is super dope. It has the Vegas Fremont street feel. Um, It has a retractable roof. So when it's nice, the roof is open. You still get that vibe. You do brunch, unlimited mimosas, everything. Um, Also, I love in the summer going to what we call Clark and Division, which is like our Bill Street or like... um, um, like New Orleans, 
type vibe down there because you get to just kind of walk in the street. All the bar doors are open and stuff. So, like, that's kind of dope over there. There's just so much to do in Chicago. It really just depends on what you want to do. Like, who are you and what do you like? Because there's something for everybody here. That's definitely real. Now, I will say, if you've seen my Instagram page, I do fuck with a lot of brunch spots here in Tampa. So yes. I'm definitely be looking forward to trying to check out some of the brunch spots up there in Ch- Chi-Town. So. Yes. I know y'all governor took a long time to get y'all a stay-at-home order. How y'all feel about that? Man, Florida is late to the party with almost everything. <laughs> the reason... The reason the governor was dragging his feet with is because he didn't want to lose out on the tourism because the state of Florida makes money off of tourism and he didn't want to lose the money off of tourism and didn't want to shut the state down because of that. Right, because y'all heavy on spring break. Spring break go crazy in Florida. Yes, it does. And I see our mayor in Chicago be going off, and hey. I see they be making memes about her all the time. I'm like, we, so love, we love Mayor Lightfoot. Okay, we love her. She is hilarious. Uh, actually, this Friday, this past Friday, she was driving around in her car through the city telling people to get in the house. Like, <laughs> go home. What? House. Go home, get in the house. I think she is hilarious. We love her here. We absolutely love her here. Damn! So she was driving around telling people to get in the house. Well, those people had to go to work. And she asked them, "She was, are you essential? Go in the house. You're not essential. Go in the house." <laughs> like, she is so oh crazy. man, you can't even see. You can't even make runs to the grocery store if you need to. Man, she's trying to figure out. But you know, it really was because here we had a couple warm days. Like I said, it's still kind of cold here in Chicago. Um, though it's spring. In Chicago, spring is like sprinter. We get a mix of spring, a mix of winter. We don't really know what the temperature going to be from day to day. So, like, Tuesday, it was 80 degrees. And people lost their mind because, you know, we've been in the house this whole time. But instead of just going outside by their homes, they were going to our lakefront. They were going to the beach. So, she was driving around like, go get your ass in the house. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I don't blame them because I saw videos of people in Atlanta going crazy. I'm like, y'all out here having these block parties, like ain't nothing going on. And I've seen videos of people down in Miami going crazy as well, shutting down the interstates because of just going crazy. Yeah, people are people not really thinking about it. Um, I know here here they did a um a study on one person, right? They only took one person. This one person had the virus, didn't know he was asymptomatic. Meaning he wasn't showing any symptoms, no cough, no fever, no anything. From that one person, he went to a funeral. He infected some people at the funeral. He also went to a birthday party. He affected some people at the birthday party. Out of the total people that he saw and he traveled to go see, he infected 16 people. Out of those 16 people that he infected, three of them died. Stay in the house. Like, it's just that deep. Like, just stay in the house. Damn. <laughs> he infected three people? God damn. Yeah, what the people want washing their Exactly, hands? but it's, it's just that deep. Like, he infected 16 people unknowingly because he didn't have any symptoms. So he went to a funeral. He went to a birthday party. He probably went to the grocery store. Like, these are only the 16 people that we know about. You know what I mean? And then from there, out of those 16 people, three of them died. And it's not even just, like, the washing your hands and all of that kind of stuff. Like, if you if you're anything, Chicago is real. Chicago is real southern based. We hug, we kiss. That's just what we do when we see people. That's how we greet people. So he could have hugged them, he could have kissed them, he could have did whatever. 
he infected them people. You know what I mean? So it's like it was over with after that. Damn, that is crazy. That, that it travels just like that fast. Mm-hmm. So uh, to- uh, toilet paper and cleaning supplies selling out up there as well. Yeah, it was a high mess, child. Um. <laughs> that was a high mess. Actually, I didn't even go in the grocery store when I saw the news. I was like, I'm not even going. And I was just like one of those people who was like, oh, we actually just need toilet paper in general. But I'm not like binge buying. Like this is crazy. <laughs> like people. Yeah, that's why I'm. I'm. That's why I'm saying I'm just like, why are y'all buying up all of this damn toilet paper? I'm like, what the hell were y'all doing before the damn exactly? Exactly. It was just a hot mess. And then on top of that, like, um, I'm actually an essential employee, so I'm still going to my regular nine to five job. So for me, it was like, I can't even do the stuff I need to do because y'all acting crazy. Like, you do not need to buy all that toilet paper. You do not have to clear out the doggone grocery store. Like, I can't get fresh broccoli. Like, this is crazy. No, I feel you on that. I'm, I'm an essential employee as well, so I still got to leave the house and mm-hmm. stuff. Even though my job gave us the technology to work from home, unfortunately for me, sometimes there are crappy technology don't be working, so I stop to go to the office. And then when I stop by the stores and see these people just buying up everything, I'm like, y'all preparing as if a damn hurricane is about to come. Exactly, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. I, I'm in the same boat as you, um... I've been trying to find different apps and things to help me better work from home. But working from home is actually trash, um, especially if you got kids in a house. Like, I have one son, and I feel, I feel like I have 13 in this house because he want to snack every 10 seconds. Chad, he hungry. Mama, can you cook? Mama, can I, I'm supposed to do all of this and work from home. I don't know. I can't do it. It's just a lot. Oh, man. How do you, how do, you do it? Like, oh, my goodness, because... I I stopped working from home, but I couldn't imagine having a little one in the house with me while I'm trying to work from home. home. How do you do it? Man, I don't know. Um, Drink. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Start drinking at noon. Um, Actually, the the thing for me is, um, the thing that I've had to explain to people is that working from home with the kid isn't the issue. Working from home and having to teach him, because he's still e-learning from home, um, that becomes the issue because he still has questions. You know, he's in the fourth grade. They're doing fractions. They're doing all that stuff. I have to be able to teach him, still do what I need to do for work and still give him the attention that he needs and that's when it becomes the issue. And so I think that's that's the biggest part because I can still cook and take my little breaks in between what I got to do and making sure he's good. But when you want me to sit down and explain to you how to multiply two-fourths times one-third, like now we got some stuff and I... I got to sit down and explain this to you. Yeah, I feel you on that. So now, do you have a greater appreciation for teachers now, now that you have to spend time with your son now the whole time? Um, You know, I've always respected the teachers um, and what they do uh, because that's a skill set in itself. That's an art. But I'm one of those people. I did not go to school to teach kids. That's not something I wanted to do ever. So that's what you decided to go to school for. And I appreciate you for doing that. And then that's just it. Like, <laughs> I don't have nothing else because I don't mind spending time with my kid all day, every day. I do have a problem, though, trying to teach him a, a different way of math because that's the other thing, too. Like, they changed math. Math isn't the same way it was when we were kids when we can just multiply the numbers and that's it. They want you to break down the 35 to 30 and number five. And they want you to break down 20 from 20 and 3 and it's like why am I doing this and so 
that's the issue that I have. But as far as the teachers, I respect them. I appreciate everything they do. And I appreciate you for going to school to do it. Because that's why I didn't go to school to teach kids. Because I didn't ever want to do this. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, I'm in that same boat. Like I said, I was um, talking to my mom about that. She was like, you ever thought about being a teacher? I'm like, mom, I ain't got the patience to deal with these mm-hmm. kids. I didn't go to school for that. I went to school for journalism. So I'm sorry. Exactly. More power to them teachers. But that's a crazy way of multiplying. I'm just like, why do they teach these kids this complicated way of doing math? When it's probably not gonna help them when they get to be exactly because for me, like I'm like, okay, why they why you just can't multiply thirty five times twenty one? Like, why do I have to take apart the thirty and put five over here? Like, why are we doing this? It makes no sense. I don't understand why this is. And then it takes them thirty minutes to do one problem doing it that way. This is oh my goodness, they they gonna be there all night trying to get get done. Especially with me, because if you want to do it that way, I can't help you. I'm going to teach you the way I know how to do math. Because I was actually good at math. I was one of those kids that always scored high and all that stuff. But I'm like, I'm not I'm not doing it this way. So, yeah. No, you need to do it the way you know how. And if the teacher got a problem with it, then you just got to deal with the yeah. teacher. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm going to believe at the end of the day, it's not really going to matter. It's not going to really help them like when they get up their age. I, I agree they didn't know how to do math, but not multiplying fractions. Listen, I'll be sitting there like, okay, I teach him the way I know. And as long as I tell him, as long as you get the right answer, if the teacher got a problem with how you got the answer, I'll talk to her. But you get the right answer. That's the only thing that matters because that's the only thing that's going to matter in life. If you at the store and they tell you that something is 50% off, all you need to know is what is the end number? What, how much do you need to pay? You don't need to be separating the 50 and the dollar 20 cent. Like, you don't need to do that. That's dumb. So. Yeah, that's that's definitely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you tell somebody looking to get into podcasting? I would tell them to make sure you have a plan. Um, Some of these times I hear people be like, I'm going to start a podcast because I want to talk about this. And then I have to really sit down and ask them, like, is that something that you can just talk about the whole time of your podcast? Or are you going to get bored? Like, you have to understand that, like, there has to be a plan behind what you're doing. Just like what you do with anything. And people are taking podcasts as like a a simple um a simple task and it's so much deeper than that in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, now what do you think about the boom of the podcast? Because I know back in the day all these podcasts it wasn't that many, but now it seems like everybody got everybody one. has a podcast and everybody doesn't have a good podcast. <laughs> and so the problem is um for me I think that the issue the issue for me has always been that the celebrities can come in and kind of take over something that people like us want to do full time and we want to you know make our coins from this podcast as well and our podcast can be 10 times better than the celebrities podcast but because they're a celebrity theirs is going to get the the more play and so for me, it's just like, eh, I'm kind of bitter about that. Like, you know, our podcasts over here are good, too. But y'all so hell-bent on listening to T.I. and them or, you know, whoever else that doesn't have maybe as much substance behind it just because it's T.I. or just because it's Angela Yee or just because it's whomever. So 
I definitely feel you on that because I'd be like, God damn, I'd be having conversations with people from all across the country from my living room here in Florida. And just because it's not a big name celebrity, I'm not getting from like, Exactly. Man. Exactly. But, I have an issue with a lot of that. Um, you know, just like I said, it's just some people I just be like, this, this, I listen to their podcast and I'll be like, oh, okay, this is good. Or like, for example, um, like I said, I'm a hot topic person, so I like to talk about what's going on in the media, what's going on in, in with the celebrities. And I noticed that, and I hate to use this as an example, but when Kobe Bryant passed away, I was one of the first people to kind of like break that after TMZ as far as like gossip people, right? Mm-hmm. My shares and my and my social media aspect of it didn't go anywhere as close to somebody like Shade Room. So I'm like, why why is it that you guys trust their intake more over than someone who's like that you actually know? You guys know me, but you guys don't support me the same way that you're supporting these other people. So it's always kind of like bittersweet for me. No, I totally feel you. And it goes back to black businesses. It's like people will find a reason not to support black businesses, but they'll support the corporations. So it's kind of like the celebrities as well. I feel like people will yeah. go out their way to support the celebrities, but your homegirl, your homeboy, you know, up the street that you know you went to school with, you don't really show exactly, them no love. Exactly. It's just, and it's sad. It's trash. It's, so trash. <laughs> yes, it is. It's definitely so trash, which is... Which is why I like to do these sit-downs with different people from across the country because it's like, give them some shine on my podcast and also help me make a new connection, So, which is why I'm appreciative of anyone that comes through, you know what I'm saying? I try to do this It's regularly. appreciated. It's definitely appreciated. Um, I know I appreciate it to be able to, one, if you listen to one podcast, and for example, yours, we're listening to your podcast, and I'm listening to, you know, these other podcasters come on, so now I'm tuning into your podcast, because I'm like, oh, he might have somebody on there that can help me figure out how to get to this person, and so, like, now I'm listening to their podcast, and which might put me onto somebody else's podcast. It's like a trickle-down effect that I don't think people understand truly. Yes, it, it really is a trickle-down effect, truly. And also, because you're making a connection, now you got somebody that you can call on, like, hey, you want to come be on the podcast? Mm-hmm. And also that connection as well. A lot of people don't realize that they're supporting this small thing because once this thing blows up, they're going to be going to look back and be like, yeah, I remember Exactly. That I mean, that's how I felt about Rotini, who is also known as Dre on Power. But I interviewed Dre mm-hmm. way, I interviewed Rotimi way before Power, way before he blew up. I interviewed him when I was interning for um, a radio station here in Chicago, Power 92, because he did a cover of one of Lil Wayne's songs. And so we interviewed him and we had brought him in. And it was like super dope. And then to see him blow up the way it is, I'm like, oh, y'all, I got, I interviewed him way back in 2000. And I got him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had him before he was, you know, whatever so it's like stuff like that definitely feel you yes definitely is ladies and gentlemen this is look at talk if you don't know now you know go ahead and subscribe if you haven't done so and also go ahead and subscribe to the Wu child chronicles podcast i got the host with me on this episode ladies and gentlemen so what's a common myth that you hear about all the time and you just want to address oh hmm I don't know, that's a good one. Um, I don't really be addressing myths. I'm crazy. Uh, <laughs> I think that 
I'm be crazy. crazy. I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, I'm one of the people, you tell me two plus two is five, I'm going to be like, yep, because you got to carry the one. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. I'm like, yep, you right. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, Cause I know you probably be hearing about some things that you that it just don't sit you know right what? with you. And you just like Look. the one thing that I do hate that I hear a lot about Chicago because I'm a Chicago girl, like raised all day long. Um, is that is that we just like walking down the street shooting each other? What you see on the news is so inaccurate, and what they put on the news is so inaccurate. As if like we don't have a um. We don't have a stance here in Chicago as if we just kind of like let people just do whatever. And that's very inaccurate here. Like Chicago is very family oriented. We have our issues in certain neighborhoods, just like any other city. So to make it seem like, you know, oh, we just so horrible. Eh, it's not true. Yeah, that that's definitely not true because Chicago is a beautiful city because I've seen the photos and I remember going when I was like little, and I remember it being a very beautiful yes. city. I don't remember all of the crazy shootings and stuff, but, but I do remember the community aspect that was portrayed in like movies, like barbershop. Yeah, and stuff. it's um, it's a beautiful city. It's definitely something that people need to understand, and then people also need to get need to understand. Like I said, like we just have certain neighborhoods that just got shit going on, just like anybody else. Like I went, my best friend lives in L.A. I went to go visit her in LA and I was like, where are we? It's beautiful. She was like, bitch, we in Inglewood. Oh, the fuck? <laughs> like, yes, Inglewood. Right? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, never mind. <laughs> so Hey, I, I said that same thing when I went out when I went to LA and then I was riding that how easy it was to get to um Crenshaw. I was like, oh shit, we on the notorious Man, Crenshaw. Wow. Thank you. I was like, we ain't we on Slauson. I was like, we on Slauson. <laughs> what the hell? I was like, okay, cool. But people also need to understand that Chicago was way worse in the 90s than it is now. And that now it's just more televised. Just like the police shootings and other across the world are more tele- uh, televised. And people have camera phones and things like that. So it's, it's just different, a different way of um, getting us the information, making it seem as if it's worse. It was worse in the 90s here in Chicago, like way worse. I feel like it was way worse, period, in the 90s. But we just didn't have technology exactly. to broadcast. It. Exactly. And it it's crazy. So getting back to you for a minute, what personal hurdles did you face and how did you overcome these hurdles to get you to the point you are today? So actually, um, I had my son when I was in undergrad, um, which a lot of people would never guess, mainly because I didn't let that stop me or slow me down. Um, my son has, he was like the little blessing that I needed to push me. Because I really feel like if I didn't have him, I'd probably be chilling somewhere, like not giving my all to do anything. Um, but because I have him, I feel like I'm going so much harder to make sure I can provide and so that he can see that you can still, you can still work your nine to five and achieve your dreams all at the same time. That's real. You know what I'm saying? Um, now I said, I, um, I had a shout out to the mom, three dope moms podcast, um, the cultural ground out of Kentucky. I had them on a couple of while, a little bit a while ago. Actually, actually, I had them on Friday, 
talking about mom motherhood and how they've dealt with being quarantined mm-hmm. and stuff. So what I know you're friends with other moms. So what are you hearing about how they're handling being quarantined and being stuck at home with their kids? Well, you know, um, when your kid is older, like my son is 10, it's a little different than some other parents who have like toddlers, right? Because they require so much more from you than a 10-year-old. A 10-year-old, listen, he got his PS4, he got his phone, he online with his friends playing Fortnite. He ain't think about me until he hungry. <laughs> but the other things that we like to do, like me and my son are really big TV show and movie fanatics. So we will come, he will come in my room, climb in the bed with me, he'll bring the Oreos. He'll be like, mommy, there's a new show on Netflix I think we should watch. And so we'll like binge watch the show together. And like those are the things that we've been enjoying being able to do, especially with me being working from home, because I'm still able to do my work and binge watch these shows with him the whole day, you know, and hang out. That, that, hey, that's good. You know what I'm saying? That's good. A little mother-son bonding right there. That's that's real good for that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know by now, this is Look at Talk. If you have known so, now you know this is the podcast that's taken over for the 20 and the 21. So tell me, what is something you wish you would have known about podcasting before you jumped into it? I wish I would have known that the network um, for Black podcasters in general was so big. Um, I would have reached out for more advice, more suggestions um, before I would have got before I got started with like two girls, one mic, because I feel like there were a lot of things that I stumbled on or didn't know about. For example, you know, making sure my podcast is everywhere and not just on Anchor and Spotify. Everybody don't have Anchor and Spotify. So making sure that it's on iTunes, making sure it's on iHeartRadio, making sure it's like everywhere and how to get it everywhere. I wish I would have known to like reach out to those people because one thing I can't say about the black podcasters is they help each other. Yes, 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 we do. We do still, we do tend to yeah. stick together and um, tend to look out for each other. I've had some black podcasters give me advice on podcasts as well and I definitely appreciate I'm definitely grateful for it. I'm definitely appreciative for it. And um, I gr- definitely... So what's some of the biggest things you learned from other Black podcasts? What What I've learned out? is... Um, one, I've learned how to monetize. Because Black people know... Let me tell you something. Podcasters, we are notorious for underbidding ourselves when it comes to sponsorships, when it comes to hosting events, when it comes to anything. We don't. We don't hold our value as high as we should. One thing that I've learned from um, the Black podcasters that I've been in contact with is knowing your worth and knowing what you bring to the table and not letting people underbid you. Because if times I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to charge them $100. Da, da, da. They're like, what? You should charge them this amount because it's going to take you this time, this time. I'm like, damn, okay, I didn't think about it like that. You know, I just thought like, okay, yeah, it's going to be quick. Like, yeah, it might be quick to you, but that's still your time. That's still your energy. That's still your gas that you have to use to get there and so it was like stuff like that hey that's real hey side note i'm gonna have to talk to you about <laughs> that um in the future you know i because <laughs> like i said i'm pushing 100 episodes and i haven't heard from no sponsors so i'm definitely not to holler yes. at you about that yes they definitely showed me how to reach but, out um, how to make the sponsorship packets all of those things i got you say less 
Uh, thank you, thank you. Also, shout out to my mom. Just text me. I gotta give her a quick shout out. Shout out to my mom. Um, she texts me happy Aww. Easter, <laughs> happy resurre- resurrection. So I do gotta give her a shout out. Um, I do appreciate that. So, what are you looking forward to most when it comes to producing this podcast? I'm actually looking forward to meeting these people, meeting new people, and um, and learning more about the small business owners and these independent artists that's out there that we don't know about. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's real. So, now let me take it back to episode 80. Um, maybe you might know a little bit about this, but what are your thoughts on this cancel culture? I mean, the culture of people that are so quick to cancel somebody if they make a crazy mistake or say something crazy on Who social shall? media. Listen, uh, <laughs> I am a part of the cancel culture, but I was a part of the cancel culture before it was a trend. Okay, so for example, um, the whole thing with R. Kelly and all that stuff. I was a child when R. Kelly married a child. He was always very weird to me, so he was always canceled to me. So I'm not one of those people that be like, oh Lord, I can't get rid of him out of my playlist. He was never in my playlist. He was canceled. Um, I am I am a true tourist. So once you get on my bad side, I'm done with you. I don't have time to like just keep letting you just keep getting on another bad side. Like, now nah, I'm good, bro. You you didn't mess up. I'm good on you. So you knew about the R. Kelly situation before it even hit. Yeah, like, so it absolutely. Was so <laughs> you know when you were in Chicago. See, this is the thing because a lot of I, a lot of people here, we were all watching it. You know, we were all tweeting. Black Twitter was going crazy. Uh, Facebook was going crazy and people were like what I never knew these things about it I didn't know what was going on I know my boyfriend he lives in Detroit and he was like all of this stuff was going on and I was like how does y'all not know this but I remember that Chicago like I said we are very southern in the sense of very family oriented we know everybody business so we knew all this stuff was going on with R. Kelly and we knew that those those girls were young as hell we knew something was off with him so just to watch it and get the the faces behind the situation was just like oh okay well we knew that was going on we just didn't know who it was going on with wow so what are y'all thoughts when he got off the first time it's like were y'all thinking that he should have gone to jail so i was then? like i said i was a kid and by kid i mean like i was about 11 or 12 when all of that was going on um and i say that i was even confused as how he was not going to jail because in my head, like, I loved Aaliyah. So in my head, it's like, okay, he married a, a kid. Aaliyah was 15. He married a kid. Why is he not going to jail? Like, my mom always told me that was nasty. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I thought then. So I can only imagine as the adults around me was like, oh, hell no, this, this nigga didn't got off. Like, how did he get off? So, yeah, we were kind of confused. We knew something happened behind the scenes. But now, you know, he's being charged with paying off the, um, I don't know if it was the judge or the prosecutor or whatever was going on at the time. But he's he's being charged. That's one of the charges he's being charged with currently is for paying them off. What? That's a charge? You can't pay off the prosecutor? You can't. <laughs> I, I knew you couldn't pay it off. I didn't. I knew you couldn't pay off the prosecutor. I just didn't think they could throw jail time. Oh yeah, they definitely throw jail time. That's a federal offense. Federal. Wow. Offense. Hey y'all, y'all listen. Don't pay <laughs> off the prosecutors. It is a federal offense. Go so what have you learned? 
what have you learned from being a part of this cancel culture before it even blew what up? I've learned is that um you you have to stick by what you feel is your ground right you have to stand your ground if you don't agree with something and that's not what you're about and that's not what you like that's fine I think the issue now is that the cancel culture has become a trend so if I say I don't like the color blue now I'm canceled but that's not how it works like but if you're offended by someone, they should be canceled in your book. But don't cancel someone because it's a trend. You see what oh, I'm saying? Okay, I, got you. I, got I you. think people so, are missing that point. So uh, I definitely feel like that because I definitely see how people are just canceling all people so quickly. And it's like, yeah, but what exactly. did they do to you is why they. So. On the flip side, who got who do you feel like got canceled that probably shouldn't have been canceled? Hmm. Who got canceled? Shit, nobody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that Bill Cosby should have got canceled. Oh, uh, so you think so you think that with Bill they were framing him? I think that it was um I think it was a bit much. I won't say that he was framing him. I won't say that he didn't do something. I just think that it was very odd that they waited until he's like dying to like put him in jail. It's just like weird. Something's wrong with that whole situation. I do think that he did drug some of the women. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like that too. And that's like it's it's kind of hard to trust this because I know one of the main people that was accusing him admitted she lied in part. Exactly. Of her so now lied. it's like, okay, well, how many of you other hoes lied? And, and it's like, and as a yeah, woman, and, you know, you'd be like, I want to believe a woman, I want to believe a woman, I believe a woman. But it's like, it's just too much for me. It's just like everything. It's just a lot. So I don't know if he should have been canceled um, in the sense that, like, they were taking his shows off the TV and people was like, the HBCUs was taking back his um, honorary degrees honorary and degrees. stuff. I'm like, but they weren't giving back them checks, though. Exactly. Yeah, they they definitely not that. And I also feel like with I hate to bring race into it, but I also feel like with society, it's like they go harder for the if they go harder to cancel a black person for if it was any other race of people because you don't hear much about Harvey Weinstein and he did far worse. He actually did it. That's true though because they canceled the fuck out of Harvey. But um, (laughs) but I think. I know, I know they canceled him, but some of the other yeah, ones. Yeah, I you think know. that what the issue is was that they just didn't expect him to get as much jail time as he really did. Um, but yeah, he definitely was canceled. Um, I think people wanted him to be like on Lifetime too, but it's like you, it's up to the victims. And if the victims say they don't want to talk about it and they only want to handle it in court, then that's what it is. Yeah, that's 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 what it is. So getting back to your podcast. Who do you feel like is going to be the biggest beneficiaries of your podcast? Once I get think started? that those who are looking for small businesses and black owned businesses to support, they're going to really enjoy this podcast. Um, I also think those people like me who really enjoy um, independent artists and underground music they are going to love this podcast as well because I'm going to have a lot of those different artists on the show talking to them about where they're going to be, how, you know, how they're going to get there. And my goal is to reach out to some even bigger independent artists like Chance and, um, and the dude who won um, Cardi B and them show on Netflix 
And like, I want to reach out to those people and try to get them on as well because they're still independent artists. They're just independent artists in a bigger light. Yeah, that's definitely real. So what are you definitely looking forward to the most of this? I'm just looking forward to, like I said, meeting new people, enjoying um, talking to people and conversing with them, having a drink with them, because that's going to be the basis of it. You got to have a cocktail with Cubana. And um, it just is right. Hey, listen, I, I wish you would have said something a little earlier because, you know, Liquor Talk is, it was basically us having drinks for a while, but then I ain't gonna lie, after a while we kind of fell off of it. We may slowly get back to that. It, that was the basis for Look at Talk for a long time. We're slowly getting yeah, back to that. You got to. So speaking of, what's your what's your drink drink of choice when it's time to have a drink? My drink of choice is um crown apple or crown peach or jack honey. Oh, that's real. Finally, a dark liquor drinker. Listen, the last few guests I've had on, they've been they like they like the white liquor. It's like it's nothing wrong with the white liquor, nothing wrong with the tequila, but I, I don't kind of love that dark. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's like it's finally nice to hear someone else that's on the dark side yes. of me. Because truly, I'm I'm quick to pull up that Hennessy, uh, either the Hennessy, the Crown, or or even the um. Or even the cracking that um that, that yeah that oh rum. I love me some rum because I had a bottle yes the cracking rum I had it with me a friend of mine I had it for his birthday he was scared to open it because it was like ninety four proof I said yeah dog I don't yeah be funny, dog. you all drink when I, well I get drink. down I personally went to college like yeah. like you and so mm-hmm. um I can't do the vodka mm-hmm. I can't even smell vodka like get away from me <laughs> that's that one lick I just cannot do and the um believe me. Yeah, I can do vodka as long as it's not that that not that damn skull. The, the ones with the clear bottle. Now it it better be a glass bottle, cause mm-hmm. oh my goodness, that damn that damn vodka was nasty, and it, it but it got it did up the cheap liquor mess you up. Yes, that cheap liquor will just mess you up. So if I drink, I'm I'm gonna pay for the top shelf shit, cause I don't I don't need to be getting messed up. I got you. I feel That's you. I crazy. definitely feel you. So, <laughs> at the bottom line, why should people go ahead and subscribe to the Wu Child Chronicles? Once, once it's started? up and running, so the actual first episode drops um, this Friday, the seventeenth. Um, so that's just a solo episode, no guests, no anything. Due to the whole quarantine situation, I had to switch it up a little bit. But um, you should tune in because of who I am. Like, duh. No, but I I really think that people are going to enjoy it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be lighthearted. And it's going to be easy, a easy listening. So if you want to listen to it while you're cleaning up, this is going to be the podcast for you, honey. Listening to it while you're cleaning up. Wow, that's, that's a good one. Because <laughs> I, I have plenty of people that tell me they be listening to um look at all while they're cleaning up or while they're at yes. work or they're chilling. I'm, but I know to, but my advice to those people, I hope you got your headphones in. Don't don't okay. play it on loudspeaker. Don't play on the loudspeaker. <laughs> don't care. Well, you know, I mean, let you by yourself because uh, I say what I want to say. Yes, and that's the goal. You know what I'm saying? We've got to be raw and uncut on filter because I feel like with a lot of people, 
they try to be within a box. No, we, we can't yeah, be doing that. Right. But at the end of the day, I do appreciate you for coming on the Liquor Talk. Whenever you are ready for me to come on your podcast, I'm only yes. a DM away. I might be in Florida, but I'm just a one or two. Yes, DMs thank you away. so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, like I said, I'm ready and waiting for you. So I'll wait for you to um return the episode. Just let me know I when we'll you. make it happen. Thank you. Bam, thank you all for listening to the Liquor Talk podcast. This was the exclusive round with the, the B.